focusing on stories and issues impacting Kentucky. This is The Commonwealth Matters. The Commonwealth Matters is a production of the Commonwealth Policy Foundation. We're a nonprofit public policy group that's helping Kentuckians value life, protect natural marriage, defend religious liberty, and promote fiscal integrity. To learn more about our work and find helpful resources, visit commonwealthmatters.org. Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Brandon Porter. In just a few weeks, on May the 22nd, 2018 to be precise, Kentuckians will have the opportunity to go to the polls. It's not the general election, but it's the primary election. Richard Nelson joins me on the program today as we take uh, some time to think about this primary election and why it's so valuable for us here in the Commonwealth. Um, Richard, sometimes people are confused when it comes to this primary election that, that we have in May. Um, let's talk a little bit about it and, and help folks understand what it is and why it's so important. Um, I, I think about it as the election before the election. Um, let's think some about, I mean, this, this, this primary election helps us determine who will be on the, the big ballot come November. That's right. In fact, uh, every election year, Brandon, there are two elections. You have the general election in November. That actually is the first Tuesday, first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. But then you have the preliminary election, or as you say, the election before the election, and this is the primary. Uh, it does not receive as much attention. Uh, you have a, a fewer people that turn out. At the same time, in many cases, it may be the most important election because often in a primary, you uh, you may just have uh, one party uh, represented, whether it's Republican or Democrat, where the actual winner for that race is determined uh, during the primary election time. You know, that's, that's interesting to, to put it that way. Um, fewer people turn out for this election, but there are usually more candidates on the ballot. That's right, which means that the voters have more choices. Uh, it also means they've got to do a lot more homework to find out who the candidates are and where they stand and whether or not they represent their values. So there are more candidates. Uh, it does require a little more work from voters, but it really is a, a, an important uh, part of the election season, and it's important for every voter to get out and vote. And so now here in Kentucky, um, during our uh, primary election, folks can only go and vote um, within the party that they're registered, uh, affiliated with when, when they uh, signed up to, to vote in their, their county and their, their precinct, I guess, more specifically. That's right. You've got to be either registered as a Republican or a Democrat, identify with either one of those parties, and then you're allowed to vote in either one, in the Democratic primary or the Republican primary. Usually there's not a primary for any other uh, uh, political party. You've got, you know, the Green Party and the Libertarian. Usually there are not, not enough candidates in those parties to bring about a primary. So it's re really either you're Democrat or you're Republican, and then you can vote in those respective primaries. Hmm. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier that, that the primary is very important for folks to do homework because there are many candidates and um, there possibly is not quite as much 
advertising because people don't raise um, as much money for uh, the primary usually as they do in the general election. Uh, that's one of the things that, that the Commonwealth Policy Center has really uh, tried to step in the gap and to be a help for folks uh, to gain information about um, state races, um, sometimes even local races uh, that are really important for folks as they prepare to go to the polls. That's right. So we will send out a questionnaire to every candidate running for the state House, state Senate, and then also congressional races. And we're trying to find out if they identify with values that we think are important for Kentucky. You know, are they for uh, preserving and promoting the sanctity of life? Are they for religious freedom? Are they for uh, man-woman marriage? And then we have uh, additional questions as well that usually come up in the General Assembly uh, session or issues that are being talked about, like, for example, the legalization of marijuana as a new revenue source. That is one of the questions that we do ask on the, on the uh, questionnaire that we've sent to candidates. Uh, candidates respond, and then in turn, we put this information on our website. Uh, so we have a, a, a bunch of information about these uh, various candidates, Brandon, uh, on the CPC website right now. So if you're looking to find out more about your state house race, state senate race, as, and also as for the congressional races, you can go to commonwealthpolicycenter.org and look under the political tab, scroll down to candidates, and then there will be a, a tab that says questionnaire 2018, and you can find out more about the candidates there. Okay. As we think about a primary election, um, is that something that, that the framers, I mean, can, can we go all the way back to the beginnings of our country or is it something that that's more of a, a modern invention? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, when the framers uh, put together our system of government, they actually had a different way of, uh, of nominating, uh, uh, candidates of actually even deciding who the uh, who the candidates were, and all the way to the presidential race. You know, in the first presidential race, it was uh, it was Congress that uh, that put forward the candidate, and then they would actually elect the candidate. Uh, we didn't have the popular election like we have uh, have now. Uh, but as far as the primaries, this is something, as I understand it, a, a more recent development. Uh, because of a, fl- a flurry of candidates, a- a larger numbers of candidates uh, getting involved. So therefore, the primary had to be introduced to uh, weed out or ferret out the candidates so that there would just be a couple of candidates on the general uh, ballot in the fall. Which really, I think for folks, that they need to hear um, that that is a real picture of democracy at its best. It's not a waste of time, and it's not... Uh, just a number of people trying to uh, distract you from that one candidate that that you think may be the clear winner um, of that race. But in fact, it gives the opportunity for more folks to participate um, in our government. And and who knows that there there could be someone that that you started the primary season thinking this one candidate was the candidate, but by the end within your party, you know when it comes to that that time in May you've decided that maybe that person is not our best choice. Maybe we should be following this person's leadership. Yeah, that's Brandon, you make a really good point about uh, this being a, a way to further democracy or democracy at its best, where uh, when you think about it, any concerned citizen who has an interest in, in uh, changing the direction of government, they can file with the Secretary of State or with their county clerk and put their name on the ballot. 
uh, and that's why the why the primaries come about because many people have had that interest. Many people, many more people than maybe the, from the beginning of our country have had this interest to run for office, and uh, that's why we have primaries. But it, it's really an, an incredible thing that we have this uh, free government, that we have these opportunities for regular people, people like you and me, and all of our listeners out there who who want to get involved and, and are willing to put their name on the ballot. Uh, in this primary season here in Kentucky, we see a lot of contested races, state house, state senate, congressional races, a lot of people that are interested in, in getting involved, and they do want to serve the people. But this is our chance, too, as voters. We need to participate as well by doing our homework, learning about the candidates, and then making sure that we get out to vote uh, in, on May the 22nd. And I think sometimes that this also works to the advantage of candidates because it gives them a smaller election. You know, if somebody is new to this process um, of being a candidate, it gives them the opportunity to run a, a shorter campaign um, and get their feet wet before, if they were to win, before they have to take on probably a greater challenge uh, come November. That's right. It's, it can be a, uh, it is a shorter window to run. Uh, you can learn uh, how to run a campaign. By the way, we have resources at Commonwealth Policy Center that help candidates run an effective campaign. But uh, you're, you're uh, running a smaller scale uh, campaign in a shorter period of time. And, of course, the candidates that make it past the primary, those top vote getters in each political party, will be the nominee for the general election. Now, I want to ask this question before we uh, wrap up this first segment and go to a, a quick break. Um, just so that folks aren't confused, what is the difference between a primary and a caucus? Because uh, other states uh, have caucuses. Um, it's pretty rare here in Kentucky. We did have one just a couple of years ago, but that was the first one in, in my memory, um, in any kind of a recent memory um, that, that I would have. And so what's the difference between a primary election and a caucus? Yeah, it's a procedural difference. Uh, first of all, a primary is a straight vote. The, the polls are open. Voters go in and they vote for their candidates. The, uh, the votes are tallied up, and you'll see precinct by precinct uh, who gets the most votes. And then that is tallied up uh, at, the, at the state level or local level, whatever uh, office is being sought. And then you, whoever has the most votes will, will win. A caucus, on the other hand, is a little more open. Uh, it's a little more participatory. Uh, campaigning is allowed, lobbying is allowed in the caucus uh, floor, and then it's actually who it, you will vote. So you go to the ballot, to the to the to the booth, uh, and votes are cast. But um, it, it's more of how you get to that. You know, you can be lob be lobbied, you can be persuaded. There's dialogue and discussion. Uh, all the other laws that restrict um, electioneering around the primary. Those don't apply to the caucus, so it's a very different atmosphere, different procedure, and um, very interesting because Kentucky did experience a, a caucus last presidential cycle. Uh, Republicans uh, participated in a presidential caucus there, and it was interesting to, to contrast both of those and, and to participate in both of those. But we are back to a primary. This is not a caucus that will take place on May the 22nd. It is a primary, and uh, I can't say this enough, Brandon. I want to encourage the voters to make sure you get out and uh, vote on May the 22nd in the primary election. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some very specific reasons um, of why you should take advantage of that 
uh, privilege, of that responsibility uh, that, that you have to go and vote on May 22nd in the primary election. Stay with us uh, for more on the Commonwealth Matters. At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit commonwealthmatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Growing up as a child, who did you turn to whenever you had a crisis? Who was your source of strength? Who held you in the darkest situations and became your beacon of light? Most of us will recall the love of our parents, our grandparents, our family. But the harsh reality today is that there are many who face the dark places of life totally alone. Since 1869, the mission and the ministry of Sunrise Children's Services has been to help children in crisis. That need grows every day in Kentucky. Everyone with a passion for children can join us in giving hope to children in need. To learn more, just visit sunrise.org or call 1-800-456-1386. Matthew 25:40 tells us, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Now's the time to be a child's source of strength. Come help us at Sunrise Children's Services. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Brandon Porter. Richard Nelson is with us, and we're talking about the primary election that's coming up in uh, late May, on May the 22nd here in 2018. Um, Richard, we, we gave kind of an overview of the primary um, in the first part of the program. If folks missed that, they can go to commonwealthmatters.org to listen to that. Um, in just a moment, we're going to talk uh, specifically about some of the races um, across the Commonwealth um, and their importance. But before we do that, um, let's talk specifically about why it's important uh, for registered voters to participate in a primary election, specifically thinking about how this is a great privilege. Um, it's a right. It's an opportunity. It's something that we as Americans, we as Kentuckians, we ought not let this opportunity pass us by. That's right. Every time the polls are open, it is a, it's important that every voter goes out to vote. And that's because this, this right, this freedom that we have was bought with a price. Not every uh, person on the face of the earth enjoys this, Brandon. In fact, most do not. And the day we take this for granted, the day we neglect our citizenship responsibility of getting out to vote uh, and to vote our values, uh, is the day that we begin to lose that freedom. So uh, during the primary election, it's important that everybody get out to vote. And sadly, only about 20% of registered voters even bothered to vote in the last primary election. Uh, and that's very sad. So we need to exercise our citizenship responsibility. Also, many uh, final elections are decided at the primary level. And by that, I mean this. Uh, sometimes you have two candidates, either Republican candidates or Democratic candidates, that are vying in that primary. But for the general, there's nobody from the opposing party in that general election. That means 
whoever wins the primary will actually be the winner of that of that race. So uh, there are many examples of that. In fact, here in Trigg County, we have a primary election for sheriff uh, in the Republican side, but there's no primary on the Democratic side. So whoever wins this spring uh, primary uh, for sheriff in Trigg County, they are going to be the new sheriff. So it's important that every voter that wants to get out to to have their say, to exercise their to get out and exercise their citizenship responsibility. This we we again cannot neglect it, cannot take it for granted, and uh, many elections are decided uh, in the primaries. Yeah, let, let's talk about that for a moment because perhaps folks don't really realize that there are weighty decisions like like what you just. Uh, reference there that will be made uh, in in counties across Kentucky. Judge executives, um, uh, sheriffs, um, magistrates, um, on and on it goes. Coroners. I mean, you know, there are lots of offices that potentially are up for election during this primary season. That's right. Uh, city council, uh, mayoral races, those are a couple others. Uh, and it's important that we are aware of these uh, various offices that are on the ballot. If any of the voters are wondering, well, I'm not sure who's up for election, you can simply call your county clerk or stop in at your county clerk's office and ask them who's on the ballot uh, in, in, in my area. You may call the local newspaper. Uh, often, in fact, by law, newspapers have to print a ballot. I believe it's two weeks before the election. They need to print the actual ballot uh, that will appear uh, in that primary election or the general election. So uh, there are ways to find out about these candidates. And, and this is part of our responsibility, too. And Brandon and I realize that we're busy. We've got things vying for our attention pulling us in this direction or that direction. But stop and think about how important it is to get out and vote and to have somebody that represents your values uh, represent you once once they're in office. Hmm, that's good. Good word. Uh, let's, let's pull back then, um, kind of go up to another level, which would be to the state elections um, beyond local elections. And, and we know on a state level, Every house in the Kentucky House of Representatives is up for election this this season. That's right. There are 100 state house members. Each house member represents a little over 40,000 people. And uh, not all have primaries, but several do. Uh, and, the, and, of course, the state legislature is dealing with state issues. They deal with uh, tax policy, state budget. Uh, they deal with uh, foundational issues like the right to life and religious freedom. Uh, and, and these are some of the questions, by the way, that the Commonwealth Policy Center will ask uh, the candidates running for state house uh, and state senate as well. Uh, so, for those of you who are wondering, do I have a primary in my area for state house? You can go to our website. Uh, if you're wondering if you have a primary for the state senator congressional race, you can check out our website as well, CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And you'll find uh, information about the candidates on the ballot, again, state house up to congressional, and then find out if they've responded. Now, not every candidate has responded, but several have. And uh, you'll have an opportunity to find out who uh, those candidates are at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. If, if we could, let's, let's stop right here for just a moment and maybe do a little speculating. Um, you know, it, it's been a... Um, a bumpy ride, I guess, is one way to say it in 2018 for the state house, for the state senate during a very difficult general assembly session. 
Obviously, people are uh, very passionate about their views um, toward Governor Bevin um, at this time. Do, do you see that really affecting this primary election? It certainly has the potential to affect it. I think we saw maybe six weeks ago, four to six weeks ago, uh, a lot of anger and frustration with the protests in Frankfurt. And uh, I, I think, um, of course, that anger and frustration will be taken into the primary. Uh, but there's also, Brandon, anger and frustration on the other side. You know, we're talking about the pension issue. And uh, so, so there's one group that's frustrated that some proposals have been made to change the pension system. On the other side, there's a group that says we needed to make those changes a long time ago. Uh, why weren't they done then? Uh, we will see which side uh, prevails on May the 22nd because there are many teachers on the ballot. Uh, there are many uh, that have an interest in the pensions on the ballot. Uh, and it doesn't mean, by the way, that one side uh, uh, has a corner on all the voter- voters or they've got a corner on all the arguments, but we will find which side has more political muscle and uh, it, it really is important uh, this November, or the, well, November and in May, for each voter right now who's listening to us to make sure you get out and vote. But before you do that, you need to find out where the candidates stand. One thing to consider, too, not just the, the positions on the issues. While that's important, look at the character of the candidate. Do they, are they respectful? Are they civil? Do they present themselves well? Are they good listeners? Those are some things that you should look for in a uh, in a candidate as you go to uh, to vote for them. Okay. And finally, we want to think about the um, national elections. This is not a presidential um, election year, but there are some um, races when it comes to the U.S. Uh, Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives um, as far as Kentucky is affected. Right. And one of the most uh, hotly contested races in the 6th Congressional District that covers uh, Lexington and then uh, many counties in central Kentucky. Andy Barr is the incumbent, and uh, he has a primary challenger. But then there are a number of uh, strong Democratic challengers who see him as vulnerable. They are tying him to uh, President Trump, and they believe that Andy Barr is vulnerable. And uh, that, that will be a, a very closely watched race, uh, not just in Kentucky, but across the uh uh, the, the the national scene as well. Many people will be looking at Kentucky to see where uh, where voters will go there. There's also a congressional race uh, hotly contested in Louisville. There's a Republican primary, three Republican congressional candidates vying for the third district seat. That's where John Yarmouth, who happens to be one of the most liberal members uh, in Congress, uh, and he is being challenged by a number of uh, of Republicans. One of which is uh, uh, Vicky Glisson who uh, was uh, in Governor Bevin's cabinet as the uh, uh, chairperson for the Department of uh, Children and Family Services. So um, we're going to be watching that very closely as well. And so you you do believe that uh, President Trump will still have some sway, um, some influence one way or another during this primary election cycle um, also? I think he will, and it depends what part of the state. So in uh, Louisville... Uh, one of the more liberal regions of the state. Uh, it is not going to be a good thing to be associated with Donald Trump. But in the rural parts, western Kentucky, eastern Kentucky, Donald Trump is still popular, and those candidates who identify with him, 
uh, are likely to do uh, to do better than those candidates who don't identify with him. But ultimately, Brandon, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, last uh, election, we saw the polls off. We saw the surveys uh, skewed, and voters did something completely different than what the pollsters were expecting. And uh, I think that we we need to take the polls and uh, surveys with a grain of salt. So we'll we'll ultimately see what happens on uh, May the twenty third. We'll see what the what the uh, temperature of the voters are uh, based on who they vote for. And it definitely feels like a very important um, election cycle overall, and specifically a, a primary season uh, that that will that will shape Kentucky. Um, it really looks that way. That's right. Uh, that's right. Hey, and I know we're running out of time, but for any uh, of the listeners who want to find out more about the uh, candidates running for House or Senate or congressional races, check out our website, CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. That's CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. At the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, we try to approach the issues of life, marriage, religious liberty, and fiscal integrity from a biblical perspective that promotes thoughtfulness and kindness. We work with political leaders and concerned citizens from all across the state. To stay informed, visit CommonwealthMatters.org and sign up for our e-newsletter. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit organization that only exists because of friends like you. Thanks for tuning in to the Commonwealth Matters. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Brandon Porter. We've been thinking about the primary election. It's coming up on May 22nd, 2018. If you're just joining us and you've missed the other portions of our program, you can hear our full discussion at CommonwealthMatters.org. We'd invite you to go there and listen to this program as well as potentially share it on your social media page. As we're thinking about candidates and the election process, the Commonwealth Policy Center, our sister organization, has produced a brand new resource that we want to share with you, especially if you're a candidate for office or are working with someone else's campaign. Now, one of the primary functions of our sister organization, the Commonwealth Policy Center, is to help conservative candidates across Kentucky. We do that in a number of ways, but one of our primary methods is through candidate training. We hold a number of those events every year when there's a primary election or a general election. This year, we have one coming up in May and one in June. We hosted a training back in January as well, and we captured it on video. That's the new resource that I was telling you about. For the first time ever, our Candidate Training Summit is available on DVD. It features almost three hours of content, ranging from how to run a successful campaign, to how to raise funds for your campaign, to working with the media, handling your social media. There's much more on it as well. Our trainers are elected officials, so they've been there. They know what it's like to run a campaign. They're media professionals professionals, and their political consultants. There's lots of helpful information uh, for political candidates and for those who are working alongside political candidates. You can learn how to get a copy of that training DVD by going to CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Just visit our, our site and you'll see a training tab there and you'll be able to follow it. We hope this episode has been helpful to you as you consider the importance of voting in the upcoming primary election. You ought to encourage your friends to take full advantage of, of their rights and responsibility 
and that is of voting. And so would you consider sharing this at your Facebook site to do just that? You can find the link to this program at our Facebook site. Um, again, just search for Commonwealth Policy there on Facebook, and you'll be able to share this program where we've talked about the upcoming primary election. Again, many candidates have responded to the questionnaires that we've sent out. If you want to know where they stand, you can find that as well at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. Thanks for listening to the program. For Richard Nelson, I'm Brandon Porter.